Oh, wow, Jake. <laughs> Welcome to the Metapod. You just bring that up Most. to the mic again. Just what, what What are you ripping over there, Jake? Is that a is that a cold brewski? I'm ripping a cold brew straight from the fridge. Big K. Diet Cola. <laughs> Zero calorie. Drink freely. Because this is the most calm, cool, collected, not aggravated, mother f- rusted sword ADPZ podcast. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Metapod Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. It's been less than two minutes and I've already dropped the F-bomb. You know it's real. This episode, we got a lot to talk about. I have a lot to talk about. Sean also has a lot to talk about. But holy moly, I got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Sean, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm moved in to my new Yay. place. I, mean, I was moved in last week. We already talked about this, uh, but it doesn't feel like it was last because it was like an interview with Nate and that was awesome. So if you haven't listened to that, by the way, if you're listening to this and you and you like cool people, Real Breaking Nate was on last week's episode. Just going to plug last week's episode now. I mean, it's it's a pretty good episode. The interview went really well, and I'm super happy about it. And and we did get some good uh, feedback from the episode on like Twitter and such. So shout out to everyone who did that. Uh, remember to leave a five star review as well if you like the you like the pod. It's the first episode of November 2020 is almost to an end. There are some other things that are well, actually, some things are ending, some things are not ending in the Pokemon trading card game, Sean. Today. Oh, well, not just today, but like in the last week, I guess. (laughs) Expound. So the things that are ending, there were some bans and expanded. If you have not heard about that, Sean and I are going to touch up on a little bit on that. And then a lot of things that are not ending the OPOP League. We haven't really talked. I didn't talk about that in the episode. That was just me. We didn't talk about that last week with Nate because Nate probably doesn't know anything about the OPOP League. Uh, (laughs) So we But we've been keeping track of our scores and stuff, so we'll we'll touch up on the OPOP League and uh, talk about Week 6 coming up. The Vivid Voltage set list, we're going to go over some of the set list. Not all of it, obviously, because there's a lot of cards in there. And then we get back to the Jake sits on a stand and rants his heart out and has a freaking heart attack from screaming so hard. Yeah. Sound like a good episode? That sounds like a pretty <laughs> awesome episode to me. Oh my gosh. But Sean, let's start with let's start with some happy news. The OPOP League first. I say happy news because I'm still winning the OPOP League. Through I into mean. or going into week six, I am ahead 12 to 11. It's a very, very close race. And it's very it's been tight relatively like the whole season, right? Yeah, yeah it's I'm I'm kind of amazed how close it is. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be close the first couple of weeks, but I think clearly like we did draft, I think, um, pretty balanced teams. Like nobody drafted all the winners and, and the other person drafted all the losers, per se. And yeah, it's really close. I don't know how many weeks are in the OPOP League. Uh, Joe, if you're listening to this. Hit us up with the, with the final week. The champion, or actually, I guess the schedule, usually fantasy leagues end like the week before the, the big tournament. You know, because mm-hmm. once the tournament starts and people get knocked out, you can't can't do anything. I guess we could take the first round if they just do like a a straight. Everybody gets in the main tournament. But I don't I don't know how they're going to do it. But yeah, anyways, yeah, it's a good question. I don't really know how they're doing their playoff system or whatever. But if it's anything like soccer, 
probably like the top four or eight teams will make a playoff uh, and they'll do like playoffs for that team, for that group. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else is normal. And then the last few, like three or four teams are relegated, as they say. And from what it sounds like, um, Joe and Jack are following a similar format with relegation. So my guess is the playoffs are going to be similar as well. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, but and yes, so we, we have week six that we're going to have results for next week, but we do not have those quite yet. We're still waiting on a few videos. There's I haven't seen any of the results. Sean has seen some results, but uh, I, I trust that he's not cheating me because oh, Sean is a Sean's a Sean's a great friend. I'm an upstanding gentleman, Jake. Well, I would never yes. do such a thing. Exactly. So uh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. But. I do have my starters. I'll go ahead and list them off. I got Rahul ready. I actually didn't write down who they're facing. Tartar sauce looks like I gotta I gotta find that on Twitter here shortly. But I'll go over all of my starters as well. We got Rahul ready. Little Dark Fury has just been absolutely insane. You know, he's been one of my more consistent peeps, which is awesome. Little Dark Fury is facing off against ptcg radio so that is a that's a mirror match that i have to choose between the two and sadly i'm sorry wasi but i i gotta go with little dark fury he's a he's a pretty good player and then rahul is going to be facing off against jack from omnipoke rules just been better overall i think um at least in the last couple weeks so hopefully rahul's still mystery self maybe he's branched out a little bit more in this match he's not playing as much you two (laughs) yes Branch out a little bit more to figure out the uh, blah, 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 blah. Try to be elusive. Then we got Azul. Again, my first round pick, the number one pick in the draft. I got to go with him. He ended up getting a win last week, I believe, in the theme deck week. Yeah, he went 2-1 in the theme deck week last week. So hopefully the theme decks carry over to standard, I hope. (laughs) And he doesn't get back to standard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something, right? And he's facing off against the Slowpoke well, so I think this is a good time for Azul to come back and jump on his dominant self. And then uh, we got Zapdos TCG. Zapdos facing off against Team Fish Knuckles. Zapdos says he's been one of those guys that's like, I pick him, he doesn't necessarily do super well. I don't pick him, he wins. So <laughs> I'm going with the pick. I hope he, I hope he pulls it out. I hope he pulls it out on this one. I got as well for the final starter of the week. I Caterpie, who again has been one of those people that has just really carried week by week. So he's done, he's done really, really well. He's facing off against table mom, which is a very tough matchup. Uh, but with the uh, table mon luck on PTCGO <laughs> that I see him tweet about a lot, maybe Maybe that can play into a factor in the match. I don't know. But it'll. I think it'll be a good week. This will be a week where I think one of us jumps ahead. Yeah. I mean, I've got Luke from Celio's Network, Joe from Omnipoke. Joe has been killing it, by the way. I don't think he's lost one round. No, Joe's undefeated so far So in six weeks. Top tier pick there. I got uh, Flex Daddy Righteous. I got, uh, I got him in the mix. I'm picking Team Fish Knuckles over Zapdos TCG. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wrong then- choice. And then maybe, you know, if I can pull this upset off with a, if Shay, I should say, can pull this upset off against Azul, I have Slowpoke well in my starting lineup as well. So, you know, you know what I like about this, though? These these matchups, like, I think they usually feature 
players who are maybe a bit more unpredictable. And I think unpredictability overall has been a benefit to players because those who are more predictable, I think tend done to as well. suffer because, because people maybe are meta metagaming for them as opposed to just I wonder, playing whatever is the best deck. I wonder also what or how much like research everyone does in terms of looking at the other person's videos, <laughs> you know, maybe if they stream, watching their stream, watching a stream or two, you know, maybe seeing what they enter in a tournament if they do online events. Cause a lot of these people do online. Well, some of them, it's do. really, yeah, actually not as many as I was originally saying do online events. Really Azul's like the guy he streams a lot. He puts out YouTube videos. He competes in all, almost all the events. So maybe, man, maybe Azul wasn't the best pick that I could have made first round. No, I don't know. Azul, but he'll do some wacky stuff too, right? Like he he plays a lot and he's not super predictable, but he's been, he's been having fun with the Inteleon lately. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, I wish Inteleon was better and it just didn't lose to Pika. Well, but anyways, we'll, we'll see who, cause we have a couple head to head matchups. Yeah. In terms of, you know, I picked Azul, Sean picked Shea, I picked Zapdos, he picked Team Fish Knuckles. So I think this it is could a, be. This is where we see yeah. who pulls ahead. This is it. This is it. This is equally, this week determines the winner of the entire, the entire <laughs> fantasy league. I got to start pulling kidding. ahead though. So, you know, you're, I'm down one point. So I got to start making moves to, you know, pick some underdogs maybe. I feel that. But you know what? Were some, I don't know where I was going with this. Expanded bands happen. <laughs> wow. That was like a, a, a U-turn into that. That was an interesting uh, transition you got there, Jake. It sounded way better in my head. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but anyways, the expanded format has had some changes as of late, but they're not effective until November 27th. So if you're a fan of any of these four cards, you have until November 27th to play them on PTCGO, to sell them on eBay, to do whatever <laughs> you want with them. It is Shaman EX, a card that people were asking to be banned because it, it's just a huge instigator, especially when comboed with the scoop up net. Just does a lot a lot of possibilities. You know, the Donk deck could really fuels on the Shaman EX. So this is definitely nerfing a lot of different things. The Milotic from Flash Fire with Grace Abil or Energy Grace, I'm sorry, not Grace Ability. The ability is Energy Grace. Um, we've really only seen one deck as of late with that card, and that is Trevin and Dusknor. So combo the Trevin and Dusknor cards of Shaman EX and Milotic. That's obviously getting a huge nerf, in my opinion. I think that was very apparent, right, Sean? And then another archetype that is getting bad, not necessarily the same archetype, but the same strategy of archetype, Orangaroo from Ultra Prism. So we saw Orangaroo uh, get get bumped out of standard, and Sean made a, Sean made a very nice video about it in, mm-hmm. in memoriam about a rangaroo i i still miss it i miss it a lot <laughs> and um, now you'll never be able to play it again yeah now 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 i'll be able to get them dirt cheap <laughs> uh if i ever want to rebuild i i do want to rebuild some decks with guru because i have played i played two guru decks that i really really like that were in standard um before rotation but the other card kind of does the same thing 
Sableye. The Sableye from Dark Explorers. Sableye, the one with Junk Hunt, used very prevalent in lock decks, in resource managing. Well, funny, a Rangaroo is literally titled resource management, but managing your resources, I'll say. And it's, I don't know why they hit control so hard. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I think that they just, they saw lots of strategies that were like, I don't think that, that what they said in the article was, in an attempt to curb the effectiveness of some of these control and lock strategies, the cards have been banned, but um, allow for infinite resource recursion strategies that are relatively simple to achieve. I think that was the rationale, which is like, look, if you can find a you know, resource recursion strategy, that's okay. But these were just so like dead simple almost, which is like you have an attack that just shuffles things back in straight up. Um, now, like the, the thing is, Excadrill does that, right? Mm -hmm. But Excadrill you have to evolve into. So it's less simple, right? You have to put more cards into the deck to pull it off. You can't use colorless energy. You have to use uh, like fighting energy in order to do it as well. Um, so you can't use like a, a, you know, recycled energy on it. Whereas like things like a Rangaroo, you can use an energy that can never get discarded and a Pokemon that you don't have to evolve into to do, you know, three fourths of what Excadrill can do. That, that I understand. It's very simple. Um, and with all of the entire card base that is expanded on top of that, I, I do think it kind of made for a, a less than um, desirable uh, situation. But here's my, here's my counter argument. I don't think that Junk Hunt or like any deck that involves Junk Hunt or resource management is relatively easy to achieve, right? There's a reason that so few, like if anything, Shocklock like why that deck is that deck is also even though it's not unlimited resources that deck is also in a category of relatively simple to achieve right because it's if you have a player that knows what they're doing they will get they will get that lock for the most part because they know what they're doing but it's such like it's such like a complex and tough strategy that there's a reason that only few players do it I would right say, like the i would say a rangaroo strategy is Less difficult and more tactical. Well, yeah, because that's that's three that's three cards compared to like Sableye's one. Yeah, right. But I think Sableye maybe I'm like sorry, two, I think item, Sableye's cards two item cards. Yeah, two item cards. It's it. What I what I was trying to say is it's much more limited. Yeah. Than a Rangaroo because a Rangaroo is any three cards, whereas Sableye is just like okay, pick two item cards. Um, but that's in your hand, and a Rangaroo is back in the deck, so they have that like balance. But either way, like I've seen people play this, and it's it's. I I hate the term simple like simple to achieve. You can call ADPZ simple to achieve, right? <laughs> that is so true. Oh you can God. call ADPZ simple to achieve, but if you call resource management, I mean that is the most that is the definition. If you have the phrase relatively simple to achieve, put ADP right next to it's that in literally, the dictionary. It's literally just ADP. So if in my mind is is any deck that involves junk hunt or Rangaroo easy to achieve? No, it is not simple to achieve, right? Yeah, your conversion rate for players who are able to make a day two or players who make a top cut, that is a super high conversion rate. Why is that? Because there are so few players that play it. You are not going to play one of these decks unless you know what you're doing, right? Would, Until you well, have full confidence in, in knowing what you're going to do with this deck. I would say in expanded when you have something like Pokemon Ranger, because 
I think the biggest um, threat, if you will, to a Rangaroo is ADP because you can take prizes so fast that like any sort of lock or energy denial or whatever strategy you have, it just doesn't work, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because ADP is so fast. Now, with Pokemon Ranger in a format that you also have like cards that can get them out of the discard super easily uh, and battle compressor, right? I, I don't play expanded, but I, I've seen things. Um, that basically negates ADP straight up, right? It's so long as you haven't prized the card that you need, I do think it's much more easy to play this type of strategy in in expanded and win because you have a hard counter to ADP that you don't have in standard. So in my mind, like I would say that this strategy is actually relatively simple and expanded comparative to standard, but that the reason you probably don't see a ton of it is because it is incredibly taxing. Because like, you know, you have to have like, so it's, it's easy to pull off strategically. It's difficult to do as a player because it requires robotic levels of concentration. And do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you, if you, if a computer played it, it would be dead simple. You would, you could, you could run this on a TI 86 strategically, right? It's not a taxing computation. It's just taxing on our human, on our monkey brains because we don't like to be so repetitive turn after turn and it's exhausting, right? I think Mm. that is the actual difference between how they've described it and what it actually feels like as a player. So in one respect, you're right. I don't think that this would be something that takes over a meta because it is not fun to play or play against. Um, But it is something that if a few people did do it, they could probably see an oversized amount of success with that strategy. That's long-winded, but I, I do think that, does that make sense? Yeah, I just think that why would you not go for the Robos? Because Florges right now is salivating. <laughs> you, you play Florges and Expanded? No. Oh my like you God, you're broken. And, and Lily's Polka Dolls? Yeah, you get four Robo subs, you get four Lily's Polka Dolls. Literally, like... You take you like you take away Trevnor and you take away any junk hunt or resource management deck. Oh my god, Forges is like insane. Forges is literally insane. I How do you not. stop it? How do you know. stop it? <laughs> it's it's absurd. I I think I think the general the general overall gist is that expanded is still not fixed. I think that this is very I think if anything, they they just look at it from the outside and just say like okay what is obvious yeah shaman's kind of a problem shaman runs around all the time in every single deck and with scoop up net and now that we have crobat dedene like we don't need this card anymore (laughs) this card is done we're done with this guy yeah no i think i think it was like they picked the most obvious problems there are still so many things that need to be fixed and expanded and to my in my honest opinion since i guess we're kind of on the topic i didn't plan on saying this today but i think the general thing that needs to happen in expanded is there needs to be like a rotation i think there needs to be a rotation and expanded you can have a like wide you can have like a wide card set like a wider card set than standard for sure but i think that there are cards like shaman that just like 
they've been in the format too long. I think versus well, Seeker, they've been in the format for Sableye like, from Dark Explorers. How long has that been in the dang format? I know. And so you like you look at versus Seeker, you look at Execute. Yeah. Right? Those cards have like executes a plasma card. What about computer search, right? <laughs> computer search, any A specs, because you can't even play the like uh, Azul GG had played it in an expanded regional, played a computer search, and he got dinged a loss because his computer search is so like old. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's warping because of how the cards are made and how those how those like hollow foils were made, they like easily warp, but he can't do anything about that without buying a new card because Pokemon doesn't make it easier to get those new cards and they don't reprint the new cards. So like, especially with those that are so good and that everybody plays, if you're going to start handing out game losses to people for having legitimate cards that are warped out of their own, like outside of their own control, control, just get rid of the card or reprint it. Tropical yeah. Beach is another good example. Like either reprint Tropical Beach or just get rid of it. <laughs> Didn't they reprint it? It's Snorlax, right? The new Snorlax. Is that why Snorlax is three hundred dollars on eBay? <laughs> Snorlax is pretty sweet. I'm not no, no, gonna no, lie. Snorlax is, is it's good, uh, but I don't uh, know how good it is because it's 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 a Pokemon, but it's pretty sweet. I like it. I like Snorlax. Plus his promo art's really good. Anyways, I think you're absolutely spot on there about rotation. Uh, especially with the collecting boom happening and prices of crazy old stuff going through the roof, but I'm not yeah. even talking about the collecting aspect. I'm just oh, like no. I, as a as a player. No, no, but I'm saying like you know, you know, it's a, it's a uh, rising tide problem, right? A rising tide lifts all boats. So oh, as yeah. all older cards that are more valuable rise, all the cards that are around them also rise in value. So you know, unless you and you can't go out and buy a heavily damaged card and play it. To your point. You are not allowed to do that in an actual tournament. Yeah, so you need you a it. light play or a moderately played card at a minimum. And that's expensive if people are looking to start grading that stuff. I just like there's there. I have so I have so many problems with TPCI right now. I'm so sorry, TPCI, if you ever <laughs> listen to this. Yeah. I, 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 I you may you may think that I hate you and I don't hate you. I'm just frustrated. All right. It's not it's not you. It's me. <laughs> Um, well, do you want to move on to like the new stuff? We were talking about the old stuff. Do you want to talk about that new, new, that vivid voltage? We'll go through our favorite cards in the set list and what we think can be made of them. How about that? Yes, I think so. So we already touched on it earlier. There is a snorl. So part of the pre-release promos, which I think we touched on them a little bit in a previous pod when the promos were first announced. I think we just briefly talked about it. Yeah. There's a Snorlax who's doing a little body slam. He's got a big smile on his face. Makes me really happy looking at it. The art's really good. But it's got an ability, Gormandize. If the opponent's in the active Pokemon, draw cards until you have seven in your hand if you use this ability the turn. And basically making it like Tropical Beach. But the Pokemon has to be in the active. That's like the big issue. But it's really nice for like turn one, I would assume. For turn one situations. Um, And I think there are also just certain decks that could really benefit from this, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, now you do give up, you basically are giving up a prize to draw up to seven, which like, you know, you have to have a very specific deck strategy for that to be optimal. <laughs> it has to be like control, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it has to be control. I did see an interesting uh, idea from uh, Josh Zapdos TCG actually today. You want to hear this idea that used two Snorlax in the deck? Yes. It was a Steelix deck <clears throat> that had Nessa. Do you remember the was Steelix? It the, was it the Jasmine Steelix? 
uh, I believe so. Yeah, clips. it's the one that does like a hundred times the amount of four, um, four energy or four retreat cost Pokemon you discard or something like that. Yeah, I remember. I remember people playing that very briefly for a little bit, and it was pretty much a meme. It wasn't like great. I think it was like the way to beat Guardy before Zacian. Okay, yeah. Like it was like a cheeky way to just auto win Guardy. Well, the nice thing about this though is he's saying like, look, this draws you into a lot of those Pokemon you might need, and then mm-hmm. Steelix only gives up one prize. Snorlax only gives up one prize for the most part, and now you have Nessa. So he put in a bunch of four retreat cost water Pokemon and you couple oh. that with the, uh, the big, uh, what is it called? Uh, Pokemon, not fan club, but you know, the Pokemon search card that lets you get, I think, two? Pokey Kid. Yeah. No, yeah, that's yeah. not it. That's not it. No, no, no. Pokey Kid is a no, no, deep yeah, deck Poke- meme. Don't, don't, don't believe that. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, Pokemon Fanatic, I think. I don't know. There's, yeah, there's I think a card Pokemon that lets you search Fanatic. out for, uh, retreat cost pokemon from the deck so you combine nessa with that and you could just kind of like you know a nessa you could have a turn where you have steelix powered up nessa for four do 400 damage right i hear it in theory and i say adp still beats it well that's see this is the problem right every interesting deck that is a one prize deck the answer is always adp beats it though and that's so frustrating you know do you know why i think adp is going to beat it do you want to know why? Oh, uh, let me see. I think it starts with altered and ends with creation. <laughs> well, yes, there is that. But in this idea, you said Nessa, you said uh, uh, Pokemaniac. You didn't say Professor's Research. You didn't say Marnie. So what draw support are you going to play? I mean, you have... You're going to play Dedenne. You have You're going to play Crobats. You have Oracorio. All right, guess what? Those are all knocked out by Ultimate Ray. No, I don't know if he plays Dedenne or Crobat. I don't know. I don't remember the whole deck, but... I think in order for the decks to be efficient, you would have to... It, like, if you're going to commit to Nessa's and Pokey Maniacs, you have to play. Because you have to yeah, draw. He might, he might have researches in there as well, but... I mean, still. Just four research? I mean, like, there's so many decks that play, like, four research, two, three Marnies, but you you play Dedenne's as well. well look, I, I think... It, Look, the vast majority of decks we're probably going to talk about, the answer is always going to be it loses to ADP. So I think yeah, it's almost like the theme. It's like, you know, and so I think that's that's it's just it's disgusting. And I I want to ignore ADP as we discuss future decks for now. <laughs> Screw Good ADP. Good luck. <laughs> Good right. luck. Do you want to talk about uh do you want to go down through these grass types and then we can move on that way? Yeah, we can talk about the grass types. So we've already talked about the shiftery, so yep. we won't spend too much time on this. As long as the Pokemon's in your active Pokemon, this is the ability, by the way, of, of shiftery is stage 2, 150 HP grass Pokemon. The effect of each supporter card in your opponent's hand becomes draw three cards from your deck. Again, that has to be in the active, much like Snorlax. I I, I don't see it working. I'm sorry. I no, don't see I agree. It working. I agree. It's a stage 2. It's, um, yeah. Yep, I agree. But we have the Celebi, amazing rare, which is basically a Shaman Prism Star. 30 times the number of energy attached to your... Actually, no, no. 30 times the number of energy attached to your opponent's active Pokemon. So it's actually more like a Victini. Yeah, it's Victini. uh, For one Grass Energy, which is nice. And then for one Lightning and one Psychic, search your deck for a card that evolves from each of your bench Pokemon and play those cards on top of them to evolve them. Now for me... 
this is actually kind of a very, it's a weird energy cost. So that's probably what's going to keep it down. But you could play this in an interesting deck that might be like, if you're worried about, um, so say you're playing Alcremie, right? Alcremie VMAX. Um, and you're going first and you're like, well, I can't do any other attack. You could run Tapu Koko. You're already running Psychic Energy. And you could evolve all of the Psychic Pokemon that you want on your bench with this Celebi Amazing Rare, right? So that way you don't run the risk of a, an Alcremie VMAX getting knocked out while it's still a V on the bench, you know? And I think that for Other me... Other Psychic Pokemon are you evolving besides Alcremie? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't Bennett? know. No, you wouldn't evolve. Bennett... The ability of Bidette only works when it comes from hand. So that's that sounds like all the Pokemon that I want to try to use for. I don't that, know. Maybe that I want Gengar. Gengar. Fable. Maybe the Gengar will uh will come into play that moves damage counters around. Uh, maybe I don't know. Because you can go you can go Ghastly into Haunter, and then on the next turn just straight into Gengar. So you can have a Gengar. This is I think good for getting stage twos on turn two without having to use rare candy. So. I do think there is something to this Celebi. Um, I don't know what deck it lives in yet, but there's something to it. I don't know. I don't like the, any of the amazing rares in play. Wow, savage. <laughs> but that's just me. Anyways, but let's move on. There is a uh, grass Pokemon that I know a lot of people are excited about. It is Orbeetle VMAX, one of my favorite VMAXs. Uh, not necessarily for the, uh, the, the card and what it does, but for the aesthetic of the VMAX itself, because it's a giant UFO that's kind of funny but <laughs> anyways the vmax 310 hp grass pokemon vmax from orbital v has the ability wonder beam once during your turn if this pokemon is your active pokemon you may put one damage counter on each of your opponent's pokemon little bit of spread only costs one energy to retreat so it's a fairly easy pokemon to retreat um so you're you talking boarded, you turn boarded up yeah, you can U-turn board. You can play decks with air balloons. Like you could use you could use all the nine yards on it. The attack of Grass Colorless G Max Wave fifty plus damage, fifty more energy for each energy attached to your opponent's active Pokemon. So it's basically like the Celebi, the Victini that we had just mentioned earlier. Except it's better. a lot of damage. Yeah, it's a lot of damage. You can do. I mean, a Pokemon Azashian, you can only do. Well, 150 minus weakness is 120. So uh, I don't know if that's great. Well, no, it'd be 50 plus, right? So if he has three energy on. Oh, 50 plus. I'm sorry. So you're doing minus 30. So 170. So you're doing 170. Still not great. Still not, great. <laughs> Still not <laughs> a fair trade. But the damage counter placement, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 170 plus, you know, one damage counter for one turn, one damage counter for another, because they're not knocking you out for two turns. And you're probably playing like Zigzagoon or Flapple yep. or something. So I think know, this takes a lot of cheeky counters. KOs. I really do. I think, um, you know, I don't know exactly what you pair this with, but eh, it's, it could be really good. And if decks play, if some decks are playing uh, attackers that need more than two or three energy, like, man, this is punishing. It's very, it's an interesting idea that I that I've heard people chirp about. I haven't seen like any lists or anything like that. Um, I've been real busy the last couple of weeks, but I'm excited to see what people come up with for this, for this card. Cause I, it's been a while since we've had a good grass deck. I would say what was like the glass good. 
Have we had I mean, a good grass deck since we started playing? Well, Rao Eggs. Rao Eggs, I think, is a is a decent well, grass Well, Rao Eggs in Expanded, but I'm talking about like in one standard? that was like you had to, yeah, in Standard that you were like, oh man, I got to prepare for this. Decidueye? You know? I guess, yeah, Decidueye. Never mind. I I, I mean, that's the only well, one. Well, right? a lot of people aren't even preparing for Decidueye. So Not I guess anymore, I'd... no. And I don't think people will be preparing for it after this new set comes out at all, basically. Yeah, I still like Decidueye, though. Yeah, I, I mean, that's good. probably the best one um, in the time that we've been playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've been trying to pre-order Vivid Voltage and you haven't found it, well, this next card that we're going to tell you about is the whole reason <laughs> that you can't find it. It's called Charizard Baby. I don't know if you've ever heard of this Pokemon. Yep. Charizard Baby is Charizard's baby. <laughs> it's Charizard's baby. It's a relatively uh, mediocre card, but it's a Charizard. That has Leon on it as well. So mm-hmm. it is uber expensive, quite arguably going to be one of the most expensive cards in the set. Um, I know if you open some pre-release kits and you had um, the, the non-hollows, if you had the non-hollow promo or not the non-hollow promos, that doesn't make sense. Well, if no, you, if you, yeah. Yeah, if you just have a playset of the non-hollows, you could sell that right now on eBay at the time of this recording for $55. Which is stupid because there's a theme deck coming out with this thing in it. And nobody's going to buy out theme decks. Go get your money. Sell your Charizard to people <laughs> that you get out of this. $55 for a playset of non-hollow ones is absurd because it comes in, in evolution lines in yep. the pre-release kits. But it's ability battle sense. Once during your turn, you may look at the top three cards of your deck. Put them in your hand and then discard the other cards. So One of them, yeah. A little bit of give, a little bit of take. I mean, it's really, I would actually say it's pretty good. Um, So I played against this deck. Um, I don't know if you've played any, uh, you know, decks against this or with this card. Um, I would say it it can do a lot of damage once you get four Leons in the discard. You get four Leons in the discard and this thing does 300 damage for two fires. That's busted. Um, And Battle Sense can help you like draw in really interesting ways that, you know, Looking three cards deep into your deck, looking for Welder, maybe you don't care about discarding whatever you get there, and that's perfectly fine. So I think the problem, though, that this deck has is it's a stage two that (laughs) doesn't... Well, yeah, it's a stage two. Let's just start there. But on top of that, it's a stage two that has the potential to not do as much damage if you just happen not to have gotten your Leons into the discard, right? You could mm-hmm. have a stage two up and do only 100 damage for two fire, and then it just gets knocked out, and that feels horrible. And especially in this format, it's going to be really hard to get a Charizard out before something else gets knocked out. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. So, so you're, you're already going to be. Gonna be yeah, which is kind of nice, I guess, because you could like Welder. Doesn't Leon draw two? No, that no. was Kakui. Leon doesn't do anything. Leon just gives you, just you 30. Hard. Well, no, Leon gives you 30 extra damage. Okay, so sure. Actually, maybe if maybe you, you use Leon. If you play your final Leon on the same turn that you're attacking with this, you do 330, which is pretty nuts. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's stupid. That's going to knock out all but like two or three V Maxes. Um, it's definitely going to do some damage no matter who you're facing against. And I just don't see it. I mean, I, I just look at ADP. I'm just going to be straight up. I know we said not to talk about it, but I just look at ADP and I'm like, I don't, I mean, can this deck, can this deck, so you go first, you go first, you get, you can get your one energy on 
You could maybe research. You don't even have to welder with this deck, I feel like. I think you could just focus could on like ADP. researching. I think it could be ADP. You have to knock out ADP as soon as it alter creations. Uh, That's the way that you win. You oh, hit yeah. Zacian for sure. weakness. So, yeah, I mean, there's that you... too, which is really nice. But like, if you allow them to ultimate ray, if you allow them to ultimate ray and take a knockout, okay, they go down to four prizes. You knock out the ADP, you go down to three prizes. They knock out, they've they've been alt, they have ultimate raids. So then there's a Zacian on the bench that is at least powered up, and then a Zacian that could be somewhat powered up because you've probably hit a metal saucer at that point. I mean, and so then then they knock you out. They go to two prizes. You knock out that Zacian. You go down to one prize, and then they just knock you out. I mean, look, I think it's an uphill battle against ADP, but I think the same way that fireboxes can beat ADP without having to, you know, try that hard sometimes. Just because, like, if you played Volcanion in this deck, let's say, that's a really good Pokemon to play in this deck. Um, even if you don't, you throw big charms in here, and you boss's order around ADP for the first few prizes. Say you bosses up Zacian one or two different turns, and you're playing Big Charm, and you don't get knocked out by ADP. So I actually think that this, if it's built with ADP in mind, could certainly beat ADP because of the fire weakness. That's primarily because you don't need to worry about getting all those Leons into your discard early. You just need one Leon in the discard. That is it. So, I just think that you have to, like, the focus has to be to beat ADP. Right? Like, the deck's like the deck is the deck is going to be a type of deck where like you have to I mean any deck right now you have to be able to beat or at least have a even matchup with ADP in order to be relevant in the format but this deck's like main goal is to beat ADP and like I don't know if it's going to be able to like go then and be able to be like an Eternatus, you know? I don't know if it's going to be able to keep up with, you know, an Intel. I mean, I don't yeah. think you should really prep for Inteleon, but it's like, it's going to focus so much on ADP that, yeah, it's going it, to, it, it could have a favorable matchup against ADP and it, and it, but it, like it, it, it'll suffer against everything else. That's just my fear, I guess. Yeah. I of mean, like, of a deck like this. Again, I think any stage two deck, is always going to have a rough time against ADP just because of the speed of the deck and the resources you need to string multiple attackers together. You know, like, sure, if you get something set up and blow up a ADP early, that's fine. But then Zacian knocks you out. And what, do you have another stage two ready on the bench yeah. powered up? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, so. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. It is a cool looking card, though. I will say that. It's a cool looking card. It's going to be really expensive though. So if you don't pull it, buy the theme deck. Buy the theme deck. Just don't. I'm saying like the hollow. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about the hollow though. If you want to play it, buy the theme. You can buy the theme deck on PTCGO for 500 coins. Easy. I bet the th I bet the Charizard theme deck resells like crazy. Uh, I bet it on PTCGO, for a crazy you can, amount. You, can, you don't have to buy, you can just pay 500 in game coins. Um, do you want to move I, into water Pokemon or yes. do you want to? I want to talk okay. about. Galarian Darmanitan VMAX. Darmanitan. Do you want to go with it? Yes. Yeah, so this card is, I think in some ways, when you combo with another card, it can be pretty broken. I played it. It certainly can have some issues setting up because it just requires so much energy. It's four water energy. Um, and you have to evolve. So you have to play this with Frostmoth, basically. So you have two mm. evolutions you got to do. Same way that you have to do Lapras, though. So if you can and get into that, on. though, 
200 damage, and it is 30 to each of your opponent's benched Pokemon. And if you combo this with another card in the set, uh, what is it called? Scope something? Telepathic scope or whatever? Telescopic sight. If you combo with that, sight. then you're doing 30 more damage to bench Pokemon. So you're doing 60 damage spread to the benched Vs and GXs on the, you know. So that's super powerful. Because if you think about that, you get one of these powered up. The only pro the main problem with this is it's weak to metal. Yeah, that's what I was going to, I was going to burst no. your bubble. I was like, oh, do you want to, do you want, yeah. I know. I am, I'm very aware that that is a huge problem with this card. So Luke Metal, I think, has a field day against this card. Uh, ADP Zacian has a field day. I think straight Zacian, which is going to make a comeback with other cards in the set, is going to have a field day against this. But <laughs> maybe you play this. I initially was thinking, like, when I was testing it, do I run a 1-1 one -one line of Inteleon VMAX just to have that um, uh, weakness protection, basically? So that's something you could consider. But 50 damage to the bench... If you get this thing up and running and you're not facing against something you're weak against, 60 damage to the bench on benched Vs and GXs, think about that. All you need That's is... That's a good chunk of damage. Yeah, all you need is... I actually did the math. You, If your opponent has a Dedene and, or, and a Crobat or two Crobats or two Dedenes or whatever, two GX or V combo Pokemon that are 180 HP or less on the bench when you start attacking... You can win the game in two attacks. You know how this works? You do 200 no. damage to an active, 60 spread, check. Mm. And then you go into an Alolan Sand Slash GX for that GX attack. The mm. GX attack does 100 damage to each Pokemon that has any damage counters on it. Add the telescopic sight and you're doing 130. Combine that with the, with the 60 you did before, you're doing 190 spread to anything that had damage including the Pokemon that got hit the last turn by with 200 damage in the active. So you can take out that Bench Dedene and or Crobat, you know, two of those for four, plus the thing you hit in the active, it can be a VMAX. You can take all seven or six or whatever prizes in two turns with this deck. Two evolutions, seven energies, a lot of heckin' damage. I mean, three yeah. evolutions, three evolutions, because you got to evolve Frostmoth. That's true. Look, I'm not saying that it's the smoothest deck in the universe, <laughs> but if I compare this to a stage two deck, I'm like, it's not that much more difficult. No, I think that this would probably have an easier time than a stage two deck. And the nice up. thing about this deck and having played it, you can, it's okay to play really slow at the beginning of the game and try to get set up, actually, because once you do get set up, all of that damage spread, it puts your opponent on a clock of two or three turns. If they have those benched Pokemon that are going to be a liability, even if you don't get a Lolan Sandslash, three attacks with Galarian Darmanitan VMAXs, even if you get one knocked out, so long as you don't lose when one gets knocked out, if you can string three attacks together, you end up spreading 180 damage to the bench. So I just, there's something like so comeback about this card because it, just spread so much damage with that tool card yeah anyways what do you think i like the idea it's probably going to be something that i'll want to play around with because i feel like darmanitan is going to be cheap so like if we if we well whether that's online or um uh irl you know a year down the line when we get to have irl events back mm -hmm. it's probably going to be a cheap card 
So I'd probably, I think that it could be okay enough to where like, I'm like, you know what? I want to try something different today. And I feel like I could play Darmanitan VMAX and probably have a winning record at the end of the day. I think just the popularity of when this card is going to be, I should what I should say is when the battle arena deck for ADPZ comes out and <laughs> again, we're back to ADPZ. <laughs> Look, the metal is huge. Luke no, metal yeah. is a, Luke metal is a relatively popular yeah. deck. ADPZ is arguably the most popular deck in the format. Like you'll lose to almost 50% of everybody in the field yeah. just because of your weakness. No, I think so you're like, absolutely right. I, I if it, if there was a ban ADP tournament again, because I don't know why people stopped doing that. But if there was a ban ADP tournament again, if people started doing that again, this this deck could be pretty good. I think it could run. You know, you know what actually I think, Jake? The more and more I see what Pokemon is doing, we'll get to this after the set review. Uh I think there should be a bigger call for Banzassian. We could talk uh, about that later, but I'm actually thinking about it. I'm like at this point, Zacian is the problem, not ADP. After a certain point, it becomes a Zacian problem. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. I'll, okay. I'll think about it while I'm sitting here. One card that I want to look at, it's an electric Pokemon. I'm skipping Chonkachu Pikachu because oh, it's snap. garbage. Snip, skipping Chonkachu. Okay, fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'm skipping Pikachu VMAX. Very cute card. I love Chonky Pikachu. But you know what? You, I, I don't really think you're that good. It's Rillaboom just, VMAX. It's uh, Grimstone VMAX. Just electric form. Yeah, it, it's just not good. So let's look at this Electrode first. I've heard some chatter about the Electrode. I want us to talk about it real quick. Electrode, it's a stage one evolves from Voltorb. 90 HP. Has the ability Buzz Zap Generator. Once during your turn, before you attack it, this Pokemon is on your bench. You may knock out this Pokemon. If you do, search for up to two lightning energy and attach them to your lightning Pokemon in play any way you'd like, then shuffle your deck. Sean, how do you feel about this card? I think that this card has a lot of potential in certain decks, right? Um, I think you could see a world of maybe like i don't know if this need i don't know if peak rom needs this to be honest you have to you know as a stage one you have enough energy by turn two that you're probably fine but i think something like this could help you know if you have a choo-choo a paralysis deck right could be good i think it's also maybe really good for bolton um because there might be a world in which you play um what's the card uh, is professor elms lecture rotated uh yes okay I was there's, trying to think professor, of like, there's professor oak where it's like put three basics of different types of down different the types field. that's the problem i was just trying to think of like how do you get as many voltorbs out as possible and then you blow them all up with electrode right and then you reset stamp so you're basically playing a boltoned hand lock deck perhaps um where you're doing a lot of damage and then you reset stamp and jesse and james right so that they don't have a response i think that could be a really interesting deck. What do you think? And y'all thought Junk Hunt was bad. Here, listen to this guy. Listen to this guy here. I'm just kidding. I like Electrode. I think it could be a little bit cheeky. It's almost like Magneton. Yeah. Right? From Cosmic Eclipse, how like people were using, or are using, I should say. It's still around. Magneton with um, uh, Scorch, you know, grabbing those supporters, being able to greens. And I think Voltorb, or Electro kind of does that same concept to where like you give up a prize, sure. But in return, you get 
some good stuff like lightning acceleration. So now not only do you have Tabu Coco, but you have Voltor or Electrodes, right? Tabu Coco doesn't even knock itself out. It just puts itself in the loss zone, which is accelerating up to four or five energies in a single turn, five including the attachment. Oh, I just I just thought of a card that isn't coming out for a while that this actually could be a really good combo with. You want to hear it? Yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about. Reshiram, amazing rare. Oh, I like Reshiram. I talked about it in a YouTube video briefly. I like Reshiram as a card. I think it's pretty cool. So like, you know, you could electrode one lightning energy onto two different Reshiram amazing rares, welder a fire energy onto one, attach the darkness energy, and then the next turn, all you have to do is welder again and attach, and you don't even have to worry about Tapu Coco Prism. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think I would rather use Tapu Coco than finding an evolution Pokemon and then giving up a prize. That's fair, but you could do both, but right? This is from, yeah, like, like this, like Electrode comes from the deck. That's the difference. Yeah. It, it, you may give up a prize. You may give up an evol. You may have to evolve it. So you may not be able to use it like the first turn, like you could Coco, but it comes from the deck. That's like the, that's like the card, nice card building for you, for you people that are curious about it. All right. Do you want to go I've, on to some? Okay, go ahead. I've heard about this Zapdos. I've heard a little bit of thunder from the Zapdos. Do you want to hear it? Lightning, lightning, colorless, a basic 110 Pokemon. Discard all energy attached to this Pokemon. If you do, does 160 damage to one of your opponent's V or Pokemon GXs. So it's a Dedenne killer, right? Yeah. It It's almost better than Cramorant. I mean, you in could. Sense of it's a basic Pokemon that has now two forms of energy acceleration with Electrode, right? Yeah. You could uh, put the goggles, the, the telescope on it, and also be a Crobat killer. Yeah. You could. Uh, this card, I kind of like this card a lot. I think it could see some play in Pikaram, um, just because, like, you have your Boltund, you have your Coco, right? So the, the Zapdos could provide some cheeky stuff. I like and that. I, I kind of, I, I like it. I don't think it's going to be like, oh my God, I don't think you play like a playset. I think you just play like one, maybe two at the most. I think two is getting real excessive because I think <laughs> Pikaram's pretty good right now. No, I think that's so a really I think good, you, that, that's a really good point. I think, you know, it's interesting. You could almost combo that with the Raikou. Yeah, you could. I mean, in terms Raikou, of like, you know, not worrying about the active, basically. You could play a whole deck that says... I'm just going to punish all your bench sitters. You could combo amazing Raikou while playing grass, metal, and lightning energies. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, you don't I, like the amazing I, I rares, leave out. I, no, I don't like the amazing rares. I don't think they're that good. Um, that's, that's anyways. Fine. That's fine. Anyways, let's move on to Psychic. I won't touch too much on Binette because we've already talked about this Pokemon because mm -hmm. it was in Legendary Heartbeat, and I was like, oh my god. But if you don't know what it is, once during your turn, when you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve it, de-evolve one of your opponent's bench Pokemon and put its highest stage evolution card into your opponent's hand. I think this is really cool to combo this with VMAXs and Dragapult because Dragapult's main problem, uh, aside from Eternatus, is just <laughs> not doing enough damage fast enough. And so being able to use like a Fion, right, or a boss to... Force a VMAX to be on the bench after it's got a bunch of damage counters on it. Instantly de-evolve it, knock out the V, take two prizes, and then knock out something else potentially for more prizes and leaving your opponent like, well, now I have this VMAX in my hand. I don't know what to do with it. 
I think could be really cool because that could be like almost a crowback counter, right? Yeah, I really um, like that. So I, I if if there's a deck that I've wanted that I've been messing around with in Vivid Voltage, it's been Dragapult Bennett, and it's a little rusty, but I think it's got I think it's got some potential. I don't think it'll ever be tier one, at least at this point, when well, Vivid Voltage becomes legal. But Zossian I think it's cool. Zacian Bennett could be uh, tier two at least. Um, you and your Zacian. <laughs> well, no, I mean because you think about it, it, does 230 damage base, which is enough to knock out any basically v, any Pokemon Waylord. V. Any any V except Waylord, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, well, Waylord's yeah. like 240. Yeah, Waylord's 280 or something stupid like that. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> it's so big. Uh, but like, yeah, you can basically knock out m- most Pokemon V, and mm-hmm. especially Pokemon V that evolve. I think that's the important bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then they evolve them. So if you play your cards right, you could also you could also just like take a lot of prizes in one turn if you hit into one, hit into another, evolve Bennett. You know, have another shop it on the two shop it's on the bench, evolve, scoop up net, evolve, take four prizes, attack for game, right? So you mm-hmm. could take all six prizes in one turn with this combo strategy. So I think this could be almost like combo Zacian, you know, spiritually at least, reborn a bit. Um interesting. The one card that I want to talk about with Psychic, uh yeah, the only other card I want to talk about with Psychic, we'll skip the amazing Rare Zacian, to be honest. I think it's too situational to be really that good, but I love the art. Is Whimsicott. Have you seen this Whimsicott? Nope. Trash. On to the next one. No, I'm just kidding. No. no, I haven't seen the Whimsicott though. Single psychic what is, what energy. Is it? One one psychic, 10 plus. You may discard as many Pokemon tool cards from your Pokemon as you like. This attack does 40 damage for each Pokemon tool card discarded in this in this way. So for one energy, one psychic, you have the potential to do 250 damage, which is okay. absolutely broken on a stage one, right? Um, yeah. And how do you find Pretty. all the tool cards, right? We don't have adventure bag anymore. Well, there is a Greedent. Do you remember this Greedent that when you evolve it, you can search your deck for, I think, two Pokemon tool cards? Yeah. So I would just make this a Whimsicott Greedent deck. So you're searching out all of your tool cards. That way you play clay, right? That's fine. So you can grab all the tool cards with clay as well. Um, and I believe... There is, is there another card? Uh, I mean, look, you, you could play four, could you, could you play four U-turn boards and then they would all just come back to hand? Sure. Yeah. So you like, yeah. you, you, you have to worry about Marnie in that respect, but like I'd play a bunch of tools plus four U-turn boards and like, that's gross. Like if you don't get Marnied and you have another one gross. set up, you have an automatic 170 damage attack for one energy on the next turn with U-turn boards. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That would be like the the kind of like Lost March deck. Yeah. You so, know, where it's just like, it's it's one prizer. It's super cheeky. It can take some wins. It'll never be tier one. No. But it's pretty cool. It's a fun deck. It's if you want a fun deck to play, Whimsicott Tool Drop. I like. I'm that. calling it Tool Drop. I like, but the it's name. Flyaway Rush. Well, Tool Drop was a Rotom, wasn't it? Wasn't that? It's yeah, a. I believe so. Its ability it was like Tool Drop. If you had X amount of X amount of tools in the discard, like you disregarded energy costs or whatever. Yes. Yep. It was. It was. It was in Ultra Prism, I believe. But I played it a couple times. It was fun. Anyways, let's move on to fighting. There's a Don fan that people are excited about, Sean. For mm-hmm. one fighting energy as a 150 HP stage one, which is pretty decent size stage one, I feel like. 
This attack does 20 damage to each of your... Oh, wait. Yeah. I forgot to read the first part. 120 damage for one fighting energy. And then this attack does 20 damage to each of your benched Pokemon. I mean, look, my my opinion is like, yeah, that's it's good. In a pre-release, it was absolutely broken. <laughs> Let's just be honest <laughs> yeah. about that. Non-fan was one of the promos. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's a good card in a pre-release. Look, if I'm going to give Whimsicott love, I guess this card deserves the similar amount of love. But like, they're both stage ones. They both require one energy attack cost. You could say that, oh, but you're hitting weakness against Picaram and you're hitting weakness against Eternatus, which is like, yes, this is all true. But in terms of like, like that's cool, but you don't hit Eternatus for enough weakness. You would have to attach a... Um, you need a dojo, you need a vitality band, yeah. and, and you need to if you're not already prizes. down on prizes, I mean, you have to, yeah, you have to be behind on prizes in order to just one-hit KO it at that so, point. But you I have mean, stone energy now as well, which I don't think really matters because you're maybe <laughs> 150. I think yeah. the only Pokemon that cares about that is like maybe Surfetched. I mean, and you, you could make this guy beefy, right? You got four retreat costs, so you can make it 200 HP plus a stone yeah. energy puts it at effectively 220. Um, but I, you know, which kind of is okay, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's it's interesting though. It's yeah. interesting. I'll give it that. Colossal Vmax. Yeah, I was I was looking at Lycan Rock, and I was like, people haven't been talking about you, right? No, I was like, no, <laughs> no. Colossal Vmax. Colossal Vmax. I just did a battle with this. I'm doing a deck profile, which comes out the same day as this podcast. Plug. Boom! Go watch Sean Gyroshon right. on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Gyroshon. And uh, I will say, if you've been following the Japanese meta, you know that this deck is good already. Uh, but I'll explain it to you. Uh, Eruption Blast, 40 damage. You discard the top card from your deck. If it's in energy, it does 90 more. And then you attach the energy to the Pokemon. So energy acceleration plus doing 130 damage base for one fighting energy. You talk about doing 120 with Donphan, right? For one mm -hmm. energy. This thing does 130 for one energy and it has 330 hp in some ways this is a better dawn fan let's be like, this, like, is, uh, this is like a thousand percent better than dawn fan in my yeah. opinion because so, you're not doing damage to your bench and you're not doing damage to your bench and so you combo this with something like a ranguru that you can just put that energy on top of the deck um I, I think and then the other attack is just 240 for four energy which like you know you can get on you can get the four energy on there in a variety of ways i personally have enjoyed the b which is a new supporter, that strategy. I, I really like this deck. It's super beefy. You can have buff padding. You can have the stone energy. It gives it crazy HP. Um, yeah, what are you thinking about this, Jake? I played a version of Colossal V with my friend last night, and I hated it. I thought it was too slow. Um, but I wasn't playing B, because the the thing that I found out playing with my playing with my friend Kyle is that it's beefy, for sure. You definitely don't get one hit KO unless you're facing an aggro deck, which or like a uh, Shaman Prism Star in a legend or amazing rare box, which, yeah. by the way, not good of a deck. Don't don't worry about it in standard. This deck is so slow that it without the bees that it was as slow as trying to play an amazing rare box. <laughs> I, I kid you not. It ran toe to toe with an amazing rare box. I lost some games because I just couldn't attach fast enough or like I would rarely yeah. get 
the G-Max Volcalith of 240 damage of four energies off because it just it's just so slow. So I think you have to play B. Or you when can you play, play the baby this colossal, deck. which is a stage two. It's not ideal, but yes, you could do that. But it's it, when you play the baby colossal, I guess it's like it's just tough. But I guess having the the colossal ranger is a little bit easier. I than... personally think that B is better, and here's why. Right, you can go attach turn one. Okay, cool. Turn two, you evolve. You can ranger an energy on top. And you can still have researched and whatever. You Rangaroo an energy on top. Uh, and then you attack with one energy. So then you have two energy at the end of turn two. So by turn three, all you have to do is attach one energy from hand, a Rangaroo one energy onto the top of your deck, and B. And you might hit more energy to set up other Pokemon that way. So you can get this powered up in essentially two turns of attachments, Right. That I think B is kind of, in my opinion, the way that you have to really think about playing this deck. Yeah, I just, you just can't be slow. I mean, that's the thing about this format is you can't be slow. Like Colossal, it's huge, it's beefy, but the beef doesn't matter if you're not doing anything until turn six, right? Yeah. Like things can just wail into you all day. Yeah, you can do that 130 damage. But there comes to a point where, like, if you're too slow, you can't do that extra 90. So you're just doing a little bit, wee bit 40. <laughs> so I, it'll definitely, like, just slap Pikaram. It'll definitely just, like, slap Eternatus. But I don't know about the rest of the meta. I have oh. my doubts. Okay. I have my doubts. Well, but I, I want it to be good because I want a good fighting deck. I want funny. a good fighting deck. Um, I want to talk about a metal Pokemon. That I saw Mellow Magikarp talk about the other day. <laughs> it is Fortress. So good. It's cheeky. Fortress, 120 HP, stage one metal Pokemon. Metal, metal, colorless, colorless. Tie bomber. Both active Pokemon are knocked out. That's it. Send tweet. Yep. Knocks out any Pokemon. I don't care about your Colossal VMAX. <laughs> yeah, Colossal VMAX. Doesn't matter how much HP you have. Luke Metal, doesn't matter how much damage you prevent. Any VMAX, really. You twin trade energy, your one prize for saucer. three, pretty much. Yeah, Twin Energy, Double Saucer. You got Turbo Patches that you could play in the build. Interesting. Cheeky. I don't think it's great, but damn, that'd be a good YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, I, uh, I'm definitely going to play around with it for sure. It it looks fun. It's again one of those fun decks that are like, man, I just want to have a good time today. And boom, you could have a good time with that deck. So I we gotta talk about literally the best card okay, in okay. Vivid Voltage. Metal Pokemon, 210 HP. Basic Age Slash V. Sean. Do you want to know what Age Slash V does? Please enlighten me. For a metal metal colorless, Sonic Edge, 130 damage. Ignore all effects on your opponent's active Pokemon when doing this damage. Sean, do you want to know why I think this is the best card from the set? I mean, I can guess, but please, please tell me. So for the same energy cost as a Zacian, so pretty much not hard to power up, especially with Ultimate Ray, which is, I think, where you place... I mean, I think you place this in Luke Metal as well, but preferably ADPZ. You can... Start 
one-shotting with alter creation basically the one auto loss adp has and it's not even really an auto loss it's just a very unfavorable matchup and that's decidui mm-hmm. why because you do 160 damage and you ignore all effects and mind you decidui doing that 90 damage well i got resistance buddy you're only doing <laughs> 60 per turn so you have to hit me four times in order to take a knockout on Age slash V, that's four decidueyes that you have to put out. And guess what? I only need two to, or three to win. <laughs> well, it's also, you think about it, if you play this in Luke Metal and you have, you know, Luke metal Metal's goggles on gross it. gross with this, yeah. You got Luke negative metal, 90. Like, you do nothing. You do nothing to me. Forget the VMAX. The VMAX, don't worry about it. Well, the VMAX don't isn't worry. bad. The VMAX ain't no, bad. No, yeah, the VMAX, the VMAX isn't bad. Same energy costs 160 plus damage. This attack does 30 more damage for each prize you've taken. Very good late game card if you're like, if you're Luke Metal. I think this is a very good late game card if you're Luke Metal because you could do an absurd amount of damage um, for, for a beefy Pokemon. But the V, literally just ADPZ gets better. So do you want to break up the um, supporters and all of the other stuff for another, or I'm just trying to like see. Do we really like need to talk about the supporters? Nah, we don't need to talk about the supporters or the items. I think we've talked about the good we've ones. We talked about telescopic. Yeah, sight. we've talked about the good ones. So the only other Pokemon that are really in my mind, because I want I want you to get to your uh, your 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 rant here at the very end. I will say Lugia doing 250. Uh, if your opponent has five, you know, assuming your opponent has more than five cards in their hand, it's still really good, right? 250 damage on a basic. But it's just, it's just tough with, yeah. with four energies. If it was three, it'd be like way yes. more realistic. But yeah, four energies is a little tough. The only other cards that, the only main Pokemon that I, I would have left, uh, there's actually two. There's Togekiss VMAX, which I think could make some really nasty decks. You do 120. Uh, for two colorless, though, so you can kind of put it anywhere. You could search your deck for up to two cards and put them in your hand. So it's kind of like a brilliant flare, which is Rush's aunt, Rush, uh, Charizard and Brakeson. Um, and I've seen lots of talk about this being combined with things like Jesse and James or like just other really nasty handlock combinations. So you can just go get whatever you want every turn uh, and then constantly force your opponent into nothing. I mean, I like I hear it. But like, and we've seen Starly lately, like the last couple weeks, we've seen Starly control decks run around. It seems to be like the new wave of control. So like Togekiss V does the exact same thing for the exact same energy costs. Granted, Starly, you just play with Bird Keeper, so you don't have to play energies. But it's same concept. It's two colorless energies, but this does 120 damage, which is really nice. I don't know. I think Pikaram is still too strong for this deck to really like thrive. Because mm. it hits for that weakness. Because that's just two wax from... I will say, though, uh, it's colorless energy. So you could just throw a weakness guard as one of them. You could. That is 100% true. That is 100% true. You could just throw a weakness guard, which would be nice. But I... I no, I mean, hey. I don't know. I think weakness is huge in the format right now, especially with all these cards. I just think about weakness. Well, I mean, look, if anything's going to run Pikaram out of there, though, Colossal VMAX could do it. So... Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Um, Speaking of buffs to ADP, there's a special metal energy we've talked about before. Coding metal energy provides weak or provides no weakness 
for metal Pokemon when attached <laughs> to a Pokemon. So stupid. I mean, this is going to be really good in Luke Metal. It's going to be like Luke Metal. You don't have to play weakness guards anymore. Yeah, Luke Metal is the main one, but this again buffs ADPZ. It's it's pretty hard to search out though. I think. Yeah, that and, would be uh, the only thing is like I don't know if it's worth the space because like you know you'd prefer to metal saucer and you can't metal saucer this. But mm-hmm. I do think the interesting thing is this deck I think does make Luke Metal actually a uh, a high tier one deck. It really does. I think so too. And there's a Nessa full art and uh, by golly, Batman, I I will have this card in every single language. <laughs> All right. Do you want to get up on your soap soapbox to end this podcast? Let me pull up the card so that I can read it directly and people can understand it. There's been a combo of cards that are being released in Shiny Star V. Shiny Star V releases November 20th in Japan. So we're probably not going to see this card until uh, probably about like the 25th anniversary set. The mini set that we assume is coming in like February, March. Well, I think we know that there's a mini set coming, right? Yeah, yeah. We know that there's a 25th anniversary set. There's two cards. Rusted Shield. The maximum HP of Zamazenta V this card is attached to is increased by 70. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. 70 is a lot of HP. You know, we have Big Charm. We have metal goggles, but 70 is a lot. Pretty cool. Pretty cool for Zamazenta V. I think Zamazenta V, like there's not a ton of reasons to play it, right? Like it's not in ADP anymore. It's in Luke Metal because Luke Metal is relatively a slower deck and that's a great card to kind of slow down the pace of a lot of games, especially as VMAX has become more and more popular. So I think it's a good one of maybe in something like Luke Metal because... It only can apply to one of your Pokemon, so it's not worth too much deck space. Yeah, I think it's a cool card, though. Yeah. I think it's a cool card. Rusted Sword. Obviously, if you if a pair of cards come out, I say a pair of cards come out, and one of them is Zamazenta, the other one has to be related to Zashin, right? The attacks of the Zashin V this card is attached to do an additional 30 damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. I have a huge problem with this card, <laughs> specifically for damage. You play Zacian. You do 230 base damage. You alter creation. You do 260 damage. You start putting this card in your ADPZ decks. You're doing 290 damage. You play a Leon because you have a lot of draw support in the deck. ADPZ is starting to play Oricorio now. You Oricorio, you can Crobat, you can Dedene all in the same turn. That's 320 damage. (laughs) <laughs> that knocks out V maxes. So now ADPZ has a clear path to just straight up knock out V maxes. Plus, we talked about the metal energy that's coming, right? In yeah. vivid voltage that stops weakness. I don't know who is making the decisions to keep making these ADP cards for ADP Zacian. But I hope they realize, like, I understand if you're preparing for post-ADP, right? Like, post-ADP, Zacian is a legendary, a box legendary. You probably want the card to be relatively cool. You want ideas. You know, they've, they've put it not only in theme decks, they've made it a V card, which has been uber popular and uber good, right? I think they are very aware when they made Zacian V that Zacian V is going to be a very, very good card. I think that the big reason that they're preparing all these things 
is to make sure that Zashin is still playable after rotation happens. But I just hope that they realize that right now, playing Pokemon is a living hell, in my opinion. <laughs> I, it's so awful because ADP, like, it's not just the fact of, like, I just took my glasses off. Oh, my God, you know it's real. You know, like, it's not just, okay, ADPZ is not winning every single tournament. Okay, I get it. ADPZ is not the best deck. Well, I would argue after Vivid Voltage, it's probably the best deck. But anyways, you have influenced the format so much indirectly that it's so sacky. And I don't know if they're okay with this. I wonder, like, here's the thing that I've thought about the last couple hours. Like, originally when I told Sean that I wanted to jump on a rant again in the soapbox, literally I wrote down, Fuck ADP, fuck ADP, fuck ADP, fuck ADP, fuck Rusted Sword. Like, that's literally what I wrote. And Sean just, like, knew what I was going to talk about. <laughs> but I think what they're doing right now is there's, like, no... Yeah, they have the Players' Cup and whatever, but it, it's the Players' Cup. They're barely taking that seriously. There's no, like, bi- there's no Cups, there's no Challenges, there's no Regionals, there's no ICs, there's no SPEs, there's no Worlds. I wonder if they're going so far into ADPZ or going so far to buff Zacian that inherently makes ADPZ an incredible deck, right? I wonder if they're just, there's not going to be, there's, we're definitely not going to have any official Pokemon events until rotation. I feel like I can almost guarantee it at this point well, without thinking about the pandemic and how the pandemic is going in America and just looking at it strictly in the sense of like how Pokemon is going. I would say, you know, taking the tinfoil hat off for a second, I actually don't think that any of that comes into their minds and they're designing the card because this is something that Luke from Celios talked about too. These cards are almost exclusively designed by Creatures Inc. Creatures Inc., is based out of Japan. So the cards are designed by a Japanese subsidiary uh, or company, if you will, uh, that works with the Pokemon company. But Japan still has some tournaments. Japan still has events, right? Yeah, So for sure. In that world, this card is very much still, and, and the deck ADPZ, they're also relevant in a competitive sense. Um so I don't think that it is a lack of tournaments that's sort of giving them freedom, if you will, to print these cards. But I agree with you that like it's it's absurd because you think about Zacian, right? Like Zacian's a good card on its own. It's just a good card. With ADPZ, it's a it's an amazing card. And now with these other buffs like the metal coating, like the um the sword, the rusted sword, to your point, you have Leon too now. If you can hit 320 damage, the problem with ADPZ, not problem, but like the strategy for ADPZ post VMAXs was, okay, I just boss his order. I just boss his order around the VMAXs and hit something on the bench. Now you've given them an opportunity to say, oh, wait, you mean instead of bossing twice for game, I can boss twice or boss and Leon for game with a couple of Zigzagoon pinks. This makes Zigzagoon relevant in ADP again because that hits you to 330 or 340 mm-hmm. HP. So, uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> it, doesn't, it, it doesn't require 
any fewer number of cards, if you will. I still think the bossing strategy is technically more streamlined because there's a fewer amount of cards you need. But what it does do is it makes your pathing more versatile for ADPZ against VMAXs. And that's just, it's just not right. I want to combat what you said about Creatures Inc. Um, yeah, like uh, Creatures Inc. makes the cards, right? They, yeah, they make design the cards, all the cards. But I want to combat that and say, you look at Niantic, you look at DNA. Those are organizations that create Pokemon Masters, that create Pokemon Go, and especially because Go now has a competitive scene. I don't think that Niantic or DNA makes like any decisions personally. I think Pokemon is too big of an organization. Like Nate was talking about last week, like they're going to be the next Disney, right? When we look at this like 10, 20 years down the line, like they're as big as Disney. I don't think creature, I think creatures can present an idea, but I a hundred percent think that Pokemon runs everything. They run to the the decision. I feel like they have their own. Yeah, I, creatures may make the card, but I think Pokemon has such like a huge influence, right? I. But here's that. The, here's the thing. Like they they could look at it, and they probably have a team to analyze cards. They have a team to analyze the format of how this would influence it. I like yes. I, I man. I, I don't just, think the Pokemon I, company. Here's the thing. I don't think the Pokemon company at that level cares about the competitive playing card trading card game scene. All I mean, they would about. make a PTCGO account. <laughs> they would make a new PTCGO client. If exactly. They, really they just, they don't have that much interest. So, you know, thinking like they, they probably came down and said, you know, when they briefed Creatures Inc. on the new Sword and Shield game and the offshoot of that thematically, they're like, here are our legendaries. We need you to make the new kind of awesome card that includes our legendaries and we need them to be good. Like that, I could see that direction coming down, right? But a Pokemon tool card like Rusty Sword, I don't think anyone high up at the Pokemon company is looking at random tool cards for a game that probably represents at max 10% of the total revenue of one of their revenue streams that is the trading card game. <laughs> so like this tool card has no effect on collectors. I, I, so that's where I personally, I don't think that the Pokemon company above Creatures Inc. is mandating that Zacian needs to be a good deck type because people are going to collect these cards. Look at Charizard. Charizard's a great example. Print Charizard, print money. That doesn't mean that they made Charizard a good card. There is how many, how many years were there where there was not a good, a playable Charizard before Reshazard, right? Um, or not a, not a playable Pikachu before, before Pikaram. Um, so that's kind of where I'm like, I, I do think that it's Creatures Inc. running that part running the tool card design. Uh, and I just don't, I'm with you though, that I don't understand what went through their mind to say, we need to print a tool card just for Zacian. Why? 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 Well, like I get, I like, here's the thing. I think that Pokemon like went to creatures because these are two items that are instrumental in like the video game, right? Like these are, these are two can, cannot canonically can canonic canonically is, yeah canonically these are two items that are like imperative 
to Zacian and Zamazenta. So I think that Pokemon like went up to creatures and they're like, hey, these two items are huge for these Pokemon. There needs to be items for this in the game. Pokemon, like, because I have, I work for someone that has a direct, like, is directly partnered with DNA, with Pokemon Masters. So, like, he gets paid to play the game and he can talk to the people. They just had their Halloween event and they had Acerola and I believe the guy's name is Hilbert. Who the hell is Hilbert? Like, he's a guy from Gen 3 that was briefly, he's like one of the Elite Four members, but he's so unmemorable and he's so, he's literally just like a, an Elite Four member. And that's it. He doesn't have any story before. You know, there's probably plenty of other characters, male characters that you could have chosen. You could have chosen Alistair, right? Alistair is like the literal definition of Halloween. Their response is, well, the Pokemon company told us to put Hilbert in for this event. Again, there could have been other decisions that could have honestly made more sense for Halloween. The, like this, And this is why I brought up the argument of like, I think Pokemon comes up and makes these decisions because I know of this specific instance of Pokemon coming in and making like this, this direct decision. But I just I would love to like sit down with the heads of Pokemon <laughs> and just like ask them these questions in a mature, sensible manner of like, why do we keep printing these cards that are that are awesome for these specific Pokemon? Why? What is the thought process like who? Uh, Not necessarily like to shit on who made the decisions, but like what, why, what, what was the thought? What, what was the idea? And like hindsight's always 2020, but good Lord. If anybody from the Pokemon company wants to talk on the podcast, hit me up. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, let us know what you think about all of these uh, card thoughts, set list thoughts, uh, and, and design decisions, please. And, and you know what? Tell us, Tell us if you're writing a review, please write reviews and uh, tell us what your favorite card from Vivid Voltage is and why. What 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 deck you're going to build from it. Shout out to Flow Tcast. Let me on the podcast again. Second time. Woo. Obviously, I'm not super crazy. And then shout out. I don't know if it'll be out by the time that this uh, this episode comes out, but the Pittsburgh podcast, if you don't know who that is, um, they also asked me to be on the podcast. So that should be I think that's coming up this week. I think like on Wednesday or something. But I like their podcast. I've been listening to them for about a month now, and I like it. It's chill. It's, it's not as much screaming as I do here. <laughs> I, I tried to be a good. I try to be a good human being. So if you want to, if you want to hear me talk on those two, that's awesome. And you should support other podcasts as yes, well, for sure. There's so many good podcasts we don't, out there. We don't compete with anybody. We try to supplement with everybody. In my opinion, at least that's what I think. But if you're only going to leave one five-star review, leave it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll see you all later. Bye.